you can listen to The Front on your smart speaker every morning. To hear the latest episode, just say, play the news from The Australian. From The Australian, here's what's on the front. I'm Claire Harvey. It's Thursday, October 26th. Anthony Albanese has shored up Australia's position on conflict in the Middle East. In a speech alongside US President Joe Biden at the White House, the PM says they're preparing for a region-wide conflict, but urged warring leaders to protect civilians on both sides. It might be the race that stops the nation, but the Melbourne Cup likely won't stop the Reserve Bank from raising interest rates on November 1. Economists say a rate hike is all but guaranteed after inflation jumped in the September quarter. Seven alleged crime bosses will face court this morning in Melbourne after the Australian Federal Police said it's busted Australia's biggest money laundering syndicate. Today, how the AFP got onto the case, and it's all about who looked suspiciously busy during COVID lockdown. In mid-2021, Sydney was in the depths of a second COVID lockdown. More takeaway-only food, more bored kids at home, more remote work. International students and travellers were virtually nowhere to be found. But in the city's deserted CBD, one business was doing a roaring trade. Foot traffic in and out of the Changjung Currency Exchange appeared to be unaffected, with customers frequenting two new outlets every day. At the time, officers of the Australian Federal Police were still travelling to their city headquarters for work. After all, it's difficult to enforce the law from your lounge room. Some of those officers clocked the activity at Changjung. They thought it was odd too, and so they started sniffing around. Fast forward to October 2023 and more than 300 AFP special agents and officers were kicking down doors around the nation. 20 raids on Wednesday alone. The raids were part of the ominously named Operation Avarice Nightwolf, the biggest money laundering investigation in Australia's history. It's been running covertly for the past 14 months and now people are being cuffed. This is a massive police operation. Damon Johnson is The Australian's Victoria editor. It involved pretty much every mainland state, Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia and WA. The AFP uh, launched coordinated raids and the bulk of the arrests were in Melbourne, but this is very much a national operation. It also involved the Australian Tax Office, Australian Border Force and also the US-based Homeland Security Department because a lot of this money was funnelling back and forth to China and also the United States. And this has been going on for some years, predominantly the last three years. And uh, so, look, it's very much a a multi-jurisdictional, multi-authority task force. The involvement of the Americans is significant. It comes just two years after the AFP collaborated with the FBI and 18 other countries on one of the biggest organised crime busts in history. That was Operation Ironside. 
Police, led by the Australian Federal Police and the FBI in San Diego, convince criminal gangs over a long period that new phone technology called Anom was completely secure. In fact, 27 million text messages and phone calls were routed straight to the police. Global money laundering by its very nature cuts across national borders. A lot of this money was transferred via cryptocurrency, some of it by more traditional means. Nevertheless, by its very nature, it has no borders. The Americans became particularly interested in Operation Avarice Nightwolf when it occurred to them that more than $100 million scammed from US citizens in a cyber scam had been transferred back to Australia, allegedly via this network. So that's a substantial amount of money, a substantial number of US victims. And that, I believe, was the key to leading to the US authorities getting involved. So why all the fuss? The AFP alleges a vast criminal syndicate has amassed unbelievable wealth through its affiliation with gangs involved in violent crime, trafficking and cyber scams. The police say they've been laundering the money in Australia through Changjang. They say it's been operating for several years and that the alleged perpetrators have been enjoying every moment of it. Now, during the raids on Wednesday, several opulent mansions were seized, Rolex watches, uh, European sports cars, I believe a cellar full of Grange Hermitage, valued at $100,000 a bottle, has also been seized. So the alleged Mr Biggs of this Long River syndicate were certainly living the high life, at least according to the AFP. The syndicate was dubbed Long River by the AFP. That's an English translation of the phrase Changjung. On the surface, Chung Jung's bosses appeared to be legitimate businessmen, but the police allege the scheme was a sophisticated front for their criminal activity. Of the $10 billion transferred by the currency exchange over the past couple of years, $229 million is allegedly proceeds of crime. Now, there are offices for this currency exchange company in all capital cities. There are five in Sydney and three in Melbourne, one in South Australia, one in WA and two in Queensland. Now, it's significant because they have a large portion of the currency exchange market. So the flow of the money was funneled through these 12 Changjiang shop fronts. And the AFP will allege that this was no coincidence, that in fact, criminal enterprises, gangs, would use these shop fronts to clean their money, send it overseas and presumably then bring it back and they could spend it. The mix of legitimate and criminal transactions conducted by Chang Zhang means staff at the big four banks, as well as Bendigo Bank, have been implicated in the scheme, perhaps unwittingly. The AFP says banks are assisting with their investigation. Coming up, who's on the hook and how will organised crime adapt? My name is Manny Karoudis and I'm a former New South Wales policeman turned investigative reporter with a passion for missing persons cases. I'm here to quickly tell you about our True Crime Australia podcast, The Missing. In this series, I look at old missing persons cases which have all gone cold in an attempt to try and uncover new information which could help see these missing people reunited with their loved ones or any form of clue that could bring these families closure. 
The Missing is available now wherever you get your podcasts and early and ad-free on Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts. The alleged Changjiang ringleaders are accused of forking out hundreds of thousands of dollars on fake passports intended to facilitate their escape from Australia. Not that they got the chance. Here's Damon Johnston again. We know that there are a number of Chinese citizens who are permanent residents here in Australia, and we also know there are a number of Australian citizens of Chinese heritage. We don't know more than that at this stage, and their identities will become apparent in coming days and weeks. It's important to note here that no pleas have yet been entered and that everyone has the right to the presumption of innocence. But if the alleged Long River bosses are convicted, they could be facing life in jail. The thing is, police claim the kingpins weren't just taking a cut of the millions of dollars allegedly laundered through their currency exchange chain Changjiang. They were also allegedly coaching the crime gangs who used their services on how to cover their tracks. For a marked-up price, they allegedly faked intricate paper trails, including false invoices and forged bank statements, and allegedly helped them to dodge tax obligations. All of a sudden, the proceeds of cyber scams, violent crime or the drug trade looked a whole lot like legitimate business expenses and transactions, according to the police. The AFP were not keen to discuss a lot of the policing techniques that they employed other than to confirm that covert video and photos were taken and we've got some of them in the Australian today. And they show these alleged kingpins sort of getting about their business in Melbourne and Sydney, smoking outside some of these outlets and pretty much just enjoying life. So, as we wait for these police claims to play out in court, where does organised crime go from here? Oh, look, I'm sure they'll attempt to find another way, but the AFP has displayed a big commitment to this operation. It's taken 14 months as a full-blown investigation. They've knocked doors down today, they've arrested seven men, and they've dismantled one money laundering syndicate. There will be others out there, but I think they're all on notice now that the good times may be coming to an end. Damon Johnston is the Victoria editor of The Australian. Thanks for joining us on The Front. You can read all these remarkable stories right now at theaustralian.com.au. I'm Felicity Harley and I host Healthy-ish, where we chat to experts, influencers and people in the know from around the globe to arm you with the knowledge to make healthier decisions for your mind, body and soul. I think if we're going to be focusing on health, like sleep is probably the biggest component of that. I I think sleep is the cornerstone. Like choose the harder option because I've never woken up and gone, I regret that run that I went at 4am. I've never done that. Search for Healthy-ish and Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts.